It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Reds down to their final strike. Cubs playing Barnhart straight away. Morrill gets a sign into the windup and delivers a pitch. And he struck him out on a fastball up and away. And the Cubs take the game 6-1 to one, and the series 3-1. to one. Play ball! This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Monday. I'm your host, James Erpine. By the way, that's Sam LeCure. On the call there, Reds Radio Network. Reds dropped three out of four over the weekend. We will get into that. We will get into their homer problem. And no, I'm not talking about home runs, although that is part of it. It's great to be with you today on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Reds. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. It's great to be with you today. You're going to hear from Jim Riggleman on today's podcast multiple times. You're going to hear from Homer Bailey on this podcast. Jim Riggleman on Homer Bailey. Ooh. On this podcast as well. But uh, let's start with yesterday. Yesterday, the Reds lose 6-1. to And they did what, let's be honest, I talked about uh, what you talked about. And I, I can't remember if I said it here on the podcast or on the radio show, but I was hoping they would get one. And in a perfect world, they would have gotten two from the Cubs, but they got one. And the Cubs kind of gave them one with uh, the traditional uh, walk in the winning run, even though Billy Hamilton's the one at the plate on Saturday, the first of two on Saturday. But uh, it's... It's one of those things, man. Look, the Cubs are really, really good. The Reds aren't. Here's Jim Riggleman with Fox Sports Ohio after the game. Darvish was um, kind of throwing some off-speed stuff and this and that, and, and next thing you know, he decided to go fastball, and he was putting the fastball in an area up around the chest where it's very hard to hit and uh, very hard to lay off of, and, and that was kind of his uh, the way he operated the rest of the day, and we just didn't get him. Um, you know, he, he's, like you said, he settled down did real good. Coming in from the road trip, the starters had pitched really well, but in this series they gave up 31 walks. Yeah, uh, probably about six of those at least were intentional. But um, yeah, we we walked too many, and uh, uh, you know they 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 dominated us in the game in the series. They it's a hot club, um, it's a very good club. You know when you when you're playing a good club that is playing good, um, it's it's going to be tough to win some games. And you know we we only got one out of it. We certainly like to win two or three, but. Uh, you know, they denied us. Looks like Tyler missed twice or back-to-back to Schwarber and Baez with those, those two big home runs on the side. Yeah, you know, Tyler's a great competitor. Uh, we love having him out there anytime. But uh, uh, a couple off-speed pitches that um, that they got him. And, um, you know, it, it's the, the long ball has hurt us in general, and it got us today. Follow-up on, on Jeff in this series. You guys came off the road trip playing good baseball. Is it disappointing to come back home and, and drop three or four after having that kind of momentum? It is, it is disappointing. Uh, I'm not disappointed in players. I'm just disappointed in the results we got, you know. Um, uh, we had a, a, a exciting win yesterday in the first game, but um, uh, pretty quickly uh, they came out and, and got us early in the second game, or yeah, in the second game, and uh, uh, we just couldn't hold them down. You know, we just didn't do much offensively throughout the whole series. You get a couple guys that are really banged up. Uh, your second baseman, your shortstop, your third yeah. baseman. Getting the day off tomorrow really helps, won't it? It, it does. It, you know, uh, we're certainly glad to get the day off. And, um, 
in today's world, you play with a short bench. You, you know, we only got four guys on the bench, so it, it's it's really hard to get a guy uh, not only a day off, but some innings off. Reds off today. That's why instead of – because I was going to do a podcast from my home office, and, and the, at the home office we don't do the music, and it's a little different, and there's the, the audio quality isn't as good. It might make me sound better, though, but either way – not as good. And so I decided not to. Today's an off day. Might as well recap the weekend that was Reds baseball. So that was Regelman on Sunday. But to me, the story of the weekend is Homer Bailey and what Homer Bailey didn't do. And I thought there was a chance he would do it, but Homer Bailey did not get out of his slump. Instead, it continued. Instead, it might have reached a low point. Instead, of and there was it's crazy to think about but after April 15th when he pitched 7 against St. Louis didn't have a win yet but went 7 only gave up 3 earned runs I thought well damn Homer Bailey might be good enough to either one contribute next year on a decent Reds team or two build up enough to where they can actually trade him and get some of that money back and, uh, well, neither looks to be the case now because Bailey has struggled. His last five starts are, uh, they've been dreadful. He allowed five straight hits to start Friday night's game. And I wrote about this, by the way, at LockedOnReds.com. You should check that out as well. Um, he only went four and two-thirds innings, gave up ten total hits, six runs. Opposing hitters over his past five starts are hitting three ninety against him. In that span, his last five starts, he's pitched 23 and two-thirds innings. Think about that. Now you do the math. It's well under five starts or five innings a start. He's allowed forty-one hits in less than twenty-four innings. Eight bombs. His earned run average is nine point one three. Now I have a poll question up at James Rapine on Twitter. I also retweeted it at Locked On Reds, and it's one that I was curious about because Friday night I was wondering how people would feel, and I log on to Twitter, and it's get rid of Bailey, cut him, release him, move on. Well, uh, the poll question simple. What should the Reds do with Homer Bailey? 50% of you say put him in the bullpen. 36% of you say release slash pay him to leave. 14% say keep him in the rotation. Uh, I get it. 36% right now say just pay him to leave. I understand. I also wonder, I'm thinking, why would you do that? You're paying him to leave. He's owed $21 million this year, which season started, but you'd still have to pay that. 23 next year. $5 million buyout in 2020. You're going to pay him $50 million to go away? Maybe. Maybe you end up doing that. But to me, what I would do, if that's the case, and I get to that resolution, and I get come to that conclusion, it's because I've tried him in the bullpen. It's because I've tried him as the long reliever. It's because I've tried him in multiple different ways, in multiple different facets. And the other thing here is there's so much uncertainty with guys like Anthony DiScafani and Brandon Finnegan, who you heard about from Doug Gray on Friday's podcast. And, and then what? Robert Stevenson? Like, there's so much uncertainty behind a guy like Homer Bailey that moving him to the bullpen in a long relief role could open up the door if you need him down the line later this summer to put him back in the starting rotation, which they might need him to do. It's not like, you know, Matt Harvey's been dealing. He pitches tomorrow for the Reds, more on him tomorrow, but who knows? Who knows what happens with him? Who knows if they deal him? Who knows what happens with a guy like Sal Romano who's suddenly struggling for the Reds? Back-to-back starts where he struggled. Probably nothing. 
Could be something. Probably nothing. I think he's fine. I think he's all right. Tyler Malley's gotten hit around a little bit. Luis Castillo hit around a little bit. Didn't give up a lot of runs on Saturday, but gave up a bunch of hits. So to me, it's there's so much uncertainty with the starting rotation. And the bullpen's been so great. I get it. You'd have to take someone out of the bullpen or move someone to clear a spot for Bailey. But at the same time, is that such a bad thing? If if Bailey could come in in long relief and knowing the starting rotation, the the bullpen's pitching four innings a day. I mean, they're pitching a lot. Why not add another guy to it? Why not add a guy who, one, you have to pay a ton of money to. I want to try to get something out of him if I can. The Reds aren't going anywhere this year. They're 16 and 32. Why not get something out of him? At James Rapine on Twitter, at Locked on Reds. You can also email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. I want to hear from Jim Riggleman. We'll do that in 30 seconds on the Locked on Reds podcast. So Homer Bailey struggled the other night. Reds lose 8-1, rebounded by winning game two of a, a four-game series in three days against the Cubs. Then, well, they got outscored by a lot. They gave up 16 runs, only scored one. They lose the final two games of the series against the Cubs. Here's Jim Riggleman on Friday night with uh, Fox Sports Ohio on Homer Bailey. Jim, really tough outing for a, a homer, especially in that first inning. Yeah, um, you know, Zobris and Bryant, uh, within about three or four pitches, they had uh, driven a couple balls pretty well and uh, kind of set the tone a little bit. But, um, you know, Homer battled. Um, he was getting knocked around, but, I, you know, I, I got to tip my hat to him. He, he kept battling, and, and next thing you know, it's uh, a full-run ball game. And, and, you know, that's that's certainly not something we can't overcome. So um, it, he was getting hit, but... Um, you know, he he hung in there, and uh, we just we couldn't do anything against Lester. Was maybe the bigger issue. Jackson Stephen really helped you all. Tonight. Yeah, he did. He he really saved us. Um, you know, with the doubleheader tomorrow, and then the ball game the next day. So we needed um, to use as few guys as possible. And uh, Jackson giving us three plus there really helped. Um, uh, you know, it was. Uh, a good effort, but we just, like I said, couldn't couldn't get much mustard up there against uh, Lester. That's Jim Riggleman after Friday night's game. And that, that's the other thing. Look, the Cubs are really good. <laughs> they have pieces. They have a better lineup than the Reds. They have better starting pitching than the Reds. They have better bullpen. Or at least, uh, I don't know, the Reds' bullpen's pretty good. But you get my point. They're better. And sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes that's what it is. And Homer Bailey, he didn't seem that concerned after the game I mean, I wrote something for Locked On Reds. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to Homer? This is what you should do. Find out at LockedOnReds.com. It's the bullpen. I wrote about the bullpen. Um, but Homer seemed pretty confident afterwards. Here's Bailey after the game. You know what? I went back and watched, and, and you know, a little frustrating just because there were some good pitches there that uh, they did a good job hitting. Um, so that's kind of tough sometimes. And, uh, uh, you know, man, sometimes it's just uh, the way it goes. And, you know, it's a pretty good, pretty good offense over there. So they did a great job, and and I thought Tucker did a really good job of calling pitches. And uh, sometimes they just don't go the way you want them to. In the second inning, you got the one, two, three. And it seemed like you started the guys off with some off seats, which is, but you didn't go back to doing that in the later outings. Did you guys just make a course correction? I don't think so. I mean, like I said, there were some good pitches that were made with fastballs that they were hitting. So we figured try to change up the timing a little bit. Um, and, and and really, I'd have to go back and look again just to see exactly uh, be, to be more specific. 
actually this before, but it's got to be a little frustrating because you started off with the first four or five starts going pretty well, and then right. you know, getting rewarded, and now it's been a little tough for you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's baseball, right? So, uh, you know, it's it's tough on me. I know it's tough on the coaches and Tucker and everybody else, and um, you know they definitely expect me to do a little bit better and. Uh, it's the middle of May. We still have a long time to go, so uh, I feel like it's just a matter of time before things really start clicking and we get on a really hot streak. When you know you have a double header coming up, is it in the back of your mind I need to grind out innings today? It, it definitely was. That's that's actually a really good statement there. And, you know, I was trying to. And, and I think sometimes I was catching a little bit too much of the zone at times, despite the fact what I said earlier of, of making good pitches. And, uh, you know, they did they did what good hitters do. You know, they, they hit some balls in the gaps, some ground balls that went through, some singles, you know, over and over and really made me work today. So as much as I was trying to get some innings, um, and then Jackson coming in doing just absolutely outstanding, really picked me up there. So uh, hopefully, you know, we, we can take two tomorrow. That's Bailey, and obviously they didn't take two. They took one, but it's rough. Look, it's rough right now, and it's going to be, and it stinks. I was hoping wishful thinking had it that they would get two with against the Cubs and it go two and two after a five and two West, uh, West Coast road trip, but they couldn't. And now they, they regroup. They get an off day. Jim Riggleman sounded pretty excited about an off day. I probably would, too. If I was them, uh, but they got a three game series against the Pirates starting tomorrow and guess who's on the mound for the first time in, at Great American Ballpark in a Reds uniform. The Dark Knight Matt Harvey has come to save the Queen City by pitching. I, get, uh, I can't even do it. He can't be called the Dark Knight anymore, right? He's in Cincinnati, Gotham City's New York, and the Dark Knight would play for the Yankees anyways. He can't be called that, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Overall, though, for, for more on Homer Bailey, check it out, LockedOnReds.com. I also tweeted that out over the weekend. Also, there was a fight, almost a brawl. No, because no punches were thrown. No one was tackled. It was more like a scuffle where both benches cleared. The dugouts cleared and the bullpens cleared. And, oh, man, Amir Garrett, he yelled out a roar on Saturday afternoon after striking out Javi Baez, and it was this big deal. Javi Baez is offended. Well, be better at your job. You can't get mad at someone for being excited because they struck you out. It's it's the silliest thing ever. Oh, Amir Garrett's showing us up. He screamed. Well, then hit the ball. You know when pitchers get mad about bat flips? Maybe throw a better pitch, and they wouldn't have hit it eight feet deep or eight feet into the... The stands are 80 feet into the stands or whatever you want to say. Like, to me, if I hit a three-point shot in your face in, in basketball, right, then, and I say, hey, and I throw up three fingers to the crowd, and you get mad, well, that's you just, you need to be better. You can't get mad at someone celebrating their success in the middle of an athletic event. If you want to see video of the benches clearing and Amir Garrett striking out Javi Baez and Baez acting in I've been told he wasn't soft, but I tweeted out he was soft because that was a soft move. That's what that was. Like, when you do that, knowing that it's going to get broken up, knowing that nothing's going to happen, it's just for the show. Oh, are you talking? That's that's soft. And people took exception with it. Cubs fans got mad at me. I'm not, he's, he's soft. In that moment, Javi Baez was soft. Period. There, it is not up for debate. You, you don't argue... 
and get mad because you struck out. I mean, you can get mad at yourself. Throw your bat. Throw your helmet. Go go and yell, blah, and, and do whatever you need to do. Blah would be cuss words. That's what I was trying to go for there, and that sound came out. But cuss words. You can cuss at yourself, do whatever. I get all that. But getting mad at Amir Garrett and fake fighting him? Get the hell out of here, Javi Baez. <laughs> I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at James Rapine, at Locked on Reds. I know that because I grew up playing in the city, playing basketball, where fights happen all the time. Baseball, where fights happen. And fights never happen when things start out like that. It, that, that it, Javi Baez didn't want any part of a fight. It was soft. Why slowly, casually walk up to the mound talking a bunch of trash? There's no reason. Oh, because you yelled when you struck me out. Well, don't strike out. You can subscribe on Twitter, or you can subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. That's what I meant, not Twitter. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Reds. Email me, James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. And do me a favor. Can you go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review? That would be great. I want more and more Reds fans to find this podcast and we're growing and it's all thanks to you and I want to keep it going. Have a great day until tomorrow when the dark night will be on the mound for the Reds. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.